Hi friend, this is Alex McRobbs, founder of The Mindful Life Practice, and you're listening to the Sober Yoga Girl podcast. I'm a Canadian who moved across the world to the Middle East at age 23, and I never went back. I got sober in 2019, and I now live full-time in Bali, Indonesia. I've made it my mission to help other women around the world stop drinking, start yoga, and change their lives through my online Sober Girls Yoga community. You're not alone, and a sober life can be fun and fulfilling. Let me show you how. All right. Fabulous. Welcome back, everyone. This is another episode of Sober Yoga Girl podcast. It's filmed live for our Mindful Life Practice members as part of our big talks on Friday night. And well, Friday mornings for some people, Friday nights for people in my part of the world, which is Asia. (laughs) So we're going to start with a little grounding technique first. So if you are listening to this podcast while you're like driving the car, you probably shouldn't close your eyes. But if you're listening to it in a safe place where you can close your eyes, let's just start. First, keep your eyes open. And I just want to invite you to look around your space and see if you can come up with five things that you can see and just label them. When you've found those five things you can see, close the eyes and now come up with four things you can hear. See if you can find three things you can feel or touch. Notice two things you can smell and then come up with one thing that you can see. And then just allow the eyes to gently open. Fabulous. So we have Dan Kumar with us here today. And Dan is my psychic intuitive healer. And he and I go live on Instagram every single week and we answer questions. We do Q&A about anything related to spirituality or purpose or yoga or sobriety or anything that comes up during that time. And today we're going to have a bit of a more focused um, talk with Dan conversation around life purpose and intuition. And the reason why I thought this would be a really relevant topic for him is because Dan actually helped me find my life purpose. And I think I intuitively knew what my life purpose was, but having Dan help me arrive at that intuition, helped me move forward in my journey with it. So hi, Dan, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day. Uh, Things feel great. Um, I've had a very full day, actually. I, I started my day at around five in the morning today. Uh, but I've gotten a lot done and I was looking forward to this because I actually did not know what we were going to speak about. And as Alex will tell most of you, uh, she never gives me the question. She never tells me anything because I like speaking for my heart and for my soul and that whatever comes up in that conversation at that moment is what is supposed to be heard. So I love this conversation that uh, Alex has, or the topics Alex has come up with. And I think Alex's journey for her life purpose, I think um, I was just there to vocalize it and articulate it for Alex. And when she heard somebody else speak about it, that's what made her awaken and made her follow her path. Um, Her path was already a little ignited by herself by doing certain things like yoga and also by seeking almost like an intervention or somebody to come in. Um, Though Alex didn't know about me for about, I guess, for six months or for a year before that, before she actually met. And when Mm -hmm. I did meet her and I did speak to Alex and I spoke to Alex. um, And if you do a session with me, it's basically... I have a conversation with your soul and I tell you what your soul is trying to tell you in words. And I spoke to Alex and Alex didn't open up her mouth at all through the session. All she did was had 
streams of tears coming down her eyes, coming down her face. And that was it. Until I was done speaking for about 40 minutes, I think. And then Alex mm -hmm. was like, oh my God. And I actually thought that whatever I was saying to her had no relevant and then she said to me by the way this is exactly what i want but nobody knows this and you can't find this anywhere i haven't spoken about it i haven't written about it i haven't told anybody this and so interesting that you've come up with this to the extent of in that first session we also spoke about bali and it was it was just amazing for alex to build this community and alex to build this um you know tribe which is i mean part of her life journey her life's journey or life's purpose is still a lot more it's not that this is her only life purpose and so coming to the topic which alex has um picked for us today life journey our life purpose. So the thing is with the life purpose, we keep, we keep on getting seeds of our life purpose throughout our life. It's about, it's more about us saying, Hey, that this is the one that I want to water. This is what the purpose is for me. It could be an emotional purpose. It could be a mental purpose. It could also be spiritual purpose. It doesn't necessarily always have to have something that's going to be um, within the social causes or within helping people. It could be it could be something quite simple. I know that for me, my life purpose showed itself to me many times throughout my life, but I didn't realize it. And it showed up in different ways. It showed up by strangers saying, hey, how come you how, you're so good? It's so easy to speak to you. And that was it. That was one way of people showing me that that could be my life purpose. But the other thing was while I was growing up, I always had this thought of changing the way people were thinking because I was going through my own trauma and bullying when I was a child. And I was like, I wish I could change the way people think. I wish I could change the way people thought about me. I wish I could change the way people think about everything. And I kept on thinking about that. And I decided that I was going to make movies with fundamental um, message to them. And I went to film school, I moved to India to pursue a career in Bollywood. I was already in the film industry because my father was a film distributor. But through that journey, my spiritual side woke up. My trip to India wasn't about me making a movie. My trip to India was about awakening the spiritual side. And that spiritual side opened up because that spiritual side was part of the life journey, was part of my life purpose also, was to become spiritual. And because I became spiritual, I also started to see things from a different perspective. And then the next big event that happened, so before I was just giving readings and telling people about the future and that was it and then the biggest catalyst to my life journey or my life purpose was my father my my father passed away and after he passed away i became the healer his death made me into the healer into this person that can therapeutically speak to people and help people go through their journey and understand where they're going through so i had very insightful incidences that happened to me to propel me towards my life purpose. And I started to recognize it. I wasn't recognizing it when I was younger. I recognized it right when I was around in my 30s. I didn't have um, I didn't have anybody to tell me what my purpose was. I was going to people like 
uh, astrologers, fortune tellers, um, tarot card readers, but nobody was really giving me that. I was always feeling empty. I was never getting that right answer. So when you're on that journey for your life purpose, I think what has what has to happen is it's also really introspective, right? That when we're going through this life journey, that we look at all the areas of our life when we were teens or when we we're growing up to when we're in our 20s to when we're in our 30s. That life journey, you'll have sparks of what that life journey is. If I use Alex as an example, Alex's life journey is not only to become an entrepreneur or to become a guru or to become um, this yoga diva. <laughs> Alex's life journey is actually, there's a lot more to Alex's life journey. There's love that has to sprout in Alex's life's journey or life's purpose. She needs to focus on love and find love within and then it will come out from without. So that's part of her purpose. Her purpose in this life was to find love, true love. And that doesn't necessarily mean in another person, but that actually means in herself and fulfilling that. And knowing Alex for so many years, I can see how that love has grown within her and how she's fulfilled herself. So that was part of her life journey uh, or life purpose. Does this make sense? Alex, I mean, you can put in your two cents about this too, because I do feel that your life purpose is not just one thing. And sometimes we mm. say that this is just our life purpose, but actually our life purpose is multiple things. Yeah. It's not just one thing. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing about, um, I think that's a big thing about like when people feel like, oh my, the job that I'm doing is not fulfilling my purpose or whatever, you know, I'm not that inspired by the work I'm doing. I read something somewhere about, they're talking about how someone at like in their forties realized that they like always want to be a figure skater, but like just for fun and then started taking figure skating lessons and like doing that on the side from their work. And I think that's really important because, you know, in Pantanjali's Yoga Sutras, he speaks about the four aims of life. And one of these is, is Dharma, which is your purpose. But one of them is also Arta, which is the material means to to find your to fulfill your purpose and to find your purpose. And so the example being like when I wanted to have a career in yoga, but financially, it wouldn't be possible. So I kept doing my teaching career. And I just found purpose elsewhere until I made it a possibility. And so I think your purpose can be yeah, your hobbies, your activities, your passions, um, your journey, your family, it can be so many things beyond just like work per se. So I'm going to make it even simpler for everybody. Your life purpose is a feeling. Your life purpose mm. is a being. It's how you be and how you feel. That is your life purpose. Your life purpose isn't necessarily something that you have to do. It mm. is something of a feeling and it's something of a being. You be your life purpose. It's not that you will kind of take a journey towards your life purpose. Your life purpose is always going to be about a feeling and things that make your feeling feel better. So if it's writing a book, if it's helping kids, if it's cooking, whatever it is, that gets you to a feeling that is from a soul level making you content, then that's your life purpose. Your life purpose mm -hmm. isn't necessarily a destination. Your life purpose isn't necessarily a journey that you're taking. There's a life journey, which I keep on talking about my life's journey. And then there's the life purpose. I know my, my purpose in my life is to recognize me and to understand me 
and my life purpose is mm. to always make sure that I feel at peace. And when I don't feel at peace, then I'm not in my life purpose. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Now, a lot, of, a lot of people would say, but I want to do something that seems fulfilling. Something that seems fulfilling is just something that feels fulfilling. <laughs> it's not... It's not, it may, it may feel like it's a purpose, but it just feels fulfilling. Your life purpose, again, is singular. It's with you. It's within you. Your purpose is about what your life as a soul, when you come down to say, hey, my purpose in this life is to feel a certain way. And that's the purpose of your life. Your purpose of your life or your what you do outside of that, that I become the next Mother Teresa or Oprah Winfrey, or I become the candy shop owner, or I become the best baker I can become. That's something that is part of your life journey. And those that's one of the hats you will hold along with being a lover, a teacher, um, if, if you're lucky, a mother. But mother mothering doesn't only mean of bearing kids, but mothering also means the empathetic, compassionate, um, nurturing side of a person. So that could be with another human being, that could be with a pet, that could be with an animal, that, that could be with anything. So I also feel that when we're on this life path and we're on, on uh, we're looking for a purpose, sometimes we lose out on the feeling. And if we can get to that feeling, then we are probably at that purpose that we're supposed to be at. Does it make sense or is it confusing for everybody, for the beautiful women that are here right now? No, it makes sense. Yeah? All right. Um, the interesting thing about a life purpose also is that we keep on hearing this as a statement throughout our life, be it through books, be it through teachers, be it through family members, or be it through ourselves that we keep on saying, you know, my life's purpose, my life's purpose, my life's purpose. And we're chasing, we're just going all around in a circle. We keep on going around, around life purpose, life purpose, life purpose, life purpose. So we're actually affirming that we're only looking or seeking or chasing. And we have to kind of say, hey, hold on. I actually need to do a little bit more deep diving within myself to actually feel my purpose. Because everything that we do, be it whatever you do, I mean, you could just be happy blowing balloons and that could be your life purpose because it makes you feel happy. Again, whatever it is, don't belittle it. Use it as long as it's not harmful for yourself or harmful for anybody else. Decide on whatever else makes you happy. It could be music, it could be anything, or it could just be something that brings you peace. Now, when we're looking for in our life journey, so I'm going to change it from life prep, uh, purpose to journey. So throughout our life journey, we will wear many hats. We will find many ways. But it's usually the incidences in your life that push you towards that life journey. And every incident that comes into your life is um, something to move you forward, actually in the right direction. You may say that if I, if somebody passes or if somebody is sick or all these other things that really make us fearful right now, how is that part of the right direction? Well, I've, I've spoken to, the, spoken about this with Alex a few times too, about that the fear about things 
If we take away the fear, we only are fearful because we've been taught to be fearful. We've been taught that death is fearful, or we've been taught that um, if you don't get what you want, it's very sad. It's not something that's intrinsically in you. If we were a ch child and we were nurtured and brought up in a way that none of these these things will become difficulties for us because we'll look at them differently. Our perspective would have been differently that we looked at it and said, oh, wow, it's a different journey. I spoke about this a few months ago when me and Alex were talking about grief. We did a podcast about grief and young mother and daughter lost, uh, the young mother lost her husband to COVID and the daughter is about three and she didn't know how to tell her daughter and then she went to her daughter and spoke to her daughter and her daughter said to her that oh mom so dada's gone to heaven so he's going to be taken care of nobody's taught this girl anything this girl doesn't know about heaven she doesn't she must have heard it from somewhere but she had this already this narrative of where her father was going without anybody telling her and i thought that was beautiful because i know how the mother has brought up this child, that this child is so organic and she blossomed into her own self. So she had her own uh, sense of wisdom at this young age. But for a three-year-old to speak this way, it's beautiful. And that incident has only made her stronger as I, th I think she's five now or six now. And now she's, she's all about bandaging and taking care of these pets that she sees on the streets, feeding them and doing things for them and nurturing them and mothering them and saying, these are my kids. These are my children. That's how she speaks about this, um, these, uh, animals. And some of the animals have, you know, if they're going, if they're really sick or they pass or anything, she deals with it so beautifully. But does that mean her life purpose is to become a veterinarian? Not necessarily, but it does mean that her life purpose is to be a nurturer and to nurture not only herself, because she nurtured herself to understand what was going on. Does this make sense? Or did I lose everybody? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Alex, did you want to ask something specific about like purpose? Um, I wanted to ask how, what signs can you sense from your intuition to know what path to take? So there's two things here, right? Because a lot of us have to identify that it's our intuition and not our conscious mind or our ego mm -hmm. or, our, or our logic that's making us do these things. So our intuition will always give you a sensory type of yes, if that makes sense. Your intuition is not a not a thought. It's a feeling. Again, it gives you, it gives you, um, intuition can show up as, I think it's called goose flesh when your hair sticks up. Sometimes does anybody, uh, sometimes that happens or you also get, um, a warmness within your chest. That's also your intuition. Um, sometimes when you feel butterflies, that's also your intuition. So you have to kind of recognize what your intuition for you means. Everybody in everybody's intuition works differently, which is something that most people don't speak about that there's everybody's intuition does not work the same way. Mm -hmm. So my intuition works in such a way that I actually get a flash of what's happening. So if I'm sitting with a client and I have to think about their future or something, I get flashes. And the flashes are in like milliseconds that happen to me. But that's my intuition speaking. Does that make sense? So yeah. somebody, somebody else could have sweaty palms when their intuition speaking to them. Mm. So you would think sweaty palms would mean I'm nervous means right. that I'm thing, but it could be your intuition speaking to you. So you have to recognize with yourself, what is your intuitive insight and how you are getting it sensory wise. 
So even if you're feeling it like um, like cramps, sometimes you may not be on your monthly cycle, but you feel a cramp. Also, that could be your intuition. Your intuition will always tell you a yes. Your intuition is also connected to your soul. Your soul and your heart and your intuition will never tell you a no, but they'll always give you a new perspective. Mm. They'll give you a new perspective. It will also tell you a yes, but it's only your logical mind and your conscious mind that will always tell you a no. And that is something that keeps on happening to a lot of us is that this will also tell us that no, you won't be, you shouldn't, don't. But the intuition and your soul and your heart will always give you an option or we say yes. And we'll always have that kind of uh, sensory reaction. Um, Alex, do you feel like your intuition shows up in what? Tell us how your intuition shows up, because I guess your intuition also shows up very differently than it would with me, because my intuition shows up as. And if you guys want to know what I'm talking about, a flash, if you ever watch that show called Wednesday, Adam's Family Show, which there's a new show with Wednesday, the daughter. But anyway, she goes through like she gets a flash of a premonition. It kind of is like that for me where I keep on getting flashes. So that's my intuition speaking to me. And I and I only use my intuition when I'm with a client. I do not use my intuition in my everyday life, by the way. In my everyday life, I just allow things to happen. And then I take myself through whatever it's going through. I don't use my intuition in my everyday life. I only use my intuition when I'm practicing uh, with a client or doing healings. I do not use intuition in my everyday. I do not also foresee or look into the future for myself either. If I get a premonition, that's different. But otherwise, I don't allow myself. I actually make it a conscious effort of just saying, hey, let me be in the now and figure it out. Because that's what works best for me. And it's taken me a good two decades to understand that, but I got it. <laughs> and I recognize it. But your intuition will always show up as something that's sensory. And so yeah, Alex, do you understand what your intuition is? Yeah, I get my intuition in like, uh, usually like sensations, like feelings in the body, like just like gut feelings. And I think I'm pretty strong in following my intuition before it gets to a point of like making me like physically ill. But I have had times in the past where it has literally made me physically ill when I'm not following my intuition. Like I can think of one time in my life where I like actually got really sick. Um, but most of the time I will listen to it before it gets so strong. But for me, it's like, it's like gut feelings. It's, um, it's like, yeah, it's a, I feel my whole, my whole body feels unwell, which I think is like when I'm not following my intuition, um, you know? And so I think it's like a real manifestation of, or not a manifestation, but a different way to understand like the mental health issues that I experienced when I was younger. It was like really my intuition telling me like, this isn't working for you. Like this food is not working for you. This lifestyle is not working for you. This job is not working for you. Like this environment is not working for you. And it was like all these things. It was like sending me messages in other ways, you know? And so that's how I come to understand it. So I like to tell you guys to get to your intuition also, that when you're in a moment of silence, your intuition mm. will speak to you even more. Mm. So your mind, body, soul is in silence. Mm. And in that stillness is when the intuition will speak even louder to you and you'll feel these things. It's all about feelings today, huh? <laughs> but, but, but you will feel your intuition. It's not going to be a voice. It's not going to be a, a yes or no. It's going to be a feeling again. Um, and you will 
also, which is a great uh, segue, is that if you do have a pet, sometimes your pet's your intuition. And your pet will、mm. come to you, especially when you have a special or you have some sort of question that you're dealing with. That if the pet shows up at that time, that also is a sign or your intuitive side saying, Hey, you're not recognizing the intuition. I'm, a, I'm bringing someone to you to have you recognize it. The other way that we've all been seeing this, and I think every one of us have seen this, where we see triple numbers or quadruple numbers, or we see five numbers, or we see double numbers. This is also part of that intuition because we're not recognizing that our intuition is speaking to us. So now we're getting the visual stimulation of our intuition speaking to us. Does that make sense?、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Your intuition will come in so many ways and so many formats. So it's not only something that you're going to get from within. It's also when we are in that chaotic sense where we, our minds are going on, our bodies functioning at the same time and everything's happening at the same time that we can't get to that place of stillness. Something else will show us intuitively our way forward. And now I'm going to tell you guys something which most people probably are Googling. And I think this is great insight right now is when you see a 777, a 111, a 222, a 333, it's an answer to the thing you were just thinking about.、Mm-hmm. It's an answer to what you're thinking about. And suppose you're in a conversation with whoever, a friend or whatever, and you look at your, look at your watch and it's one, 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 two, and you missed the one or you didn't get the triple one or you didn't get the quadruple numbers. It means that whatever you were thinking or talking about needs a new perspective、mm-hmm. to get to the right perspective. So now when you see the numbers, this is what it means. The other thing is. When you see the numbers intuitively, this also tells you that a lot of change is happening. So, if you saw triple one while you're discussing something about work related, it means some great change is coming from work. Or if you're talking about love, same thing. Each number represents、um, intuitive power. So, it could, be, it could be love, it could be abundance, it could be success, it could be balance. Could be, I mean, if I take you guys through the numbers, there's only nine numbers. No, there's 10 numbers. There's zero also, right? So if you're seeing one, 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 it usually means success. If you're seeing two, 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 it means double abundance. If you mean three, 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 it's spiritually aligned. If you see four, 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 it means that things are coming into balance. Meaning your professional and personal sides coming into balance. Your divine masculine, divine feminine is coming into balance.、Um, if you see five, 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 that has a very wealth connotation to it, that a lot of wealth is coming in. If you see six, 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 that has. Has a lot to do with enhancing your spiritual practice. If you see 7777, that means that your intuition is speaking to you and it's saying yes. Or it also means that your emotional side is coming into a better place. So you may feel emotionally overwhelmed, but then you see 777, it means that your emotions are going to change right now pretty quick and you're going to feel better. 888 means also, it also means infinity, but it also means that the balance that you're seeking not only within is also going without to the people that are around you. So there's a beautiful thing. That the balance that you have within is also going out towards the people that are around you that are very important to you. 
is actually a destiny number. 999 also means that what you're doing or what you're talking about is part of your life's journey, purpose, destiny. And if you see 0000, exactly what a zero means, it means we're going to start something new. It's starting from the beginning. Does this make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Helpful that now when you see it. So now when you see that, suppose you're seeing again, you're seeing 1110. Again, it says change your perspective. Now, if you see it's less than what, if it was 1111 and you see 1110, that means that that perspective that you have is a perspective that you used to have. And if it's a one number above, then that means it's a perspective that you need to change that is not there already. Cool. Mm-hmm. I hope this is insightful. <laughs> I mean, we're in we're in the phase of newness also, right? So there's a lot of newness coming. So this is also working on your intuition when this when you see these numbers. So because we were also going to talk about intuition, I thought this is a very good uh, way of looking at things differently because what most people will do is they look at the number they go on google and google it and there'll be like 10 different things that they'll tell you on google about what it means and some things are kind of similar to other things but i think if you can do it as simply as i put it the simpler you make it the easier it is and the easier it is for you as a human as a person as a soul to go through it and make it work even better. Do you have a question about intuition, Alex? I'm well, I was thinking we have about 10 minutes left or 12 minutes left. And yeah. so I was wondering if anyone else here has any questions they want to ask. Yeah. Uh, actually, I do. I just the numbers was really interesting, Dan, because like I I focus on numbers. One 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 I always thought was someone from the past, like my grandmother. And I don't know where I know years ago someone had mentioned that to me. So do you have any insight of that part? Like have you your grandmother your grandmother will show up to you uh as a smell. Your grandmother shows up as a smell to you, actually. So I don't know if you're understanding this, but there's a certain scent that your grandmother has that sometimes you smell it. That's because she's saying she's around. One, 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 one. So the numbers all have to do with what you're going through at that moment. They don't have anything to do with anyone else is what I'm going to say to you. Yeah. 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 And then um, um, you understood the thing about pets too, as pets are also part of our intuition because they also have you know that seventh sense or eighth sense or ninth sense and they're always going to say something to you which is relevant within that even if you notice when you are upset that that pet will automatically come to you and they will nurture you and comfort you to actually tell you that listen you have love love is here yeah absolutely i agree with you um I've experienced with uh, not all of them, but a couple of my dogs before I even get to the point of if I'm upset of even my body like inside, I can feel it before it shows on the outside. And my dog, there's a couple of my dogs that have picked that up and yeah. like, like they're very intuitive to me. Like those are so my heart dogs. I, I also feel that we will always go through life and we'll meet many people on our journey and they'll all have their interpretation of things. Just like I'm giving you my interpretation. My interpretation is one interpretation, but if it resonates with you, then it also helps you kind of dissect things because I think this is the easiest way for you to understand how to make everything from your intuitive self and from a life purpose to happen for you 
the way that you need it to happen. And most people go through life and at 40 or 50 or even at 60 say, hey, I never knew what my life purpose is. But actually, you've always had that with you because your or life journey or what you're supposed to do next, that's always there. There's some sort of underlining thing that is what your essence of life is. So my I've grown up wanting to change the way people think. And now I do it through readings and healings. And it's so fulfilling. And that I know every time that I do a session, that my ancestors or my family or my gods or my soul are all around me and are very happy. And I feel the validation from them. I don't, I don't necessarily have to get it from my person I'm working with at that moment. I feel it from them. I feel that energy and I feel a sense of warmth. Actually, I actually get this. You know how they say you get that warm, fuzzy feeling? I get that warm, fuzzy feeling at least eight times in a day. And it's great. Um, saying that, I also have my, uh, uh, let's say, irritable bowel syndrome, where I also get a little, you know, off on things or things bother me or like the electricity goes off or I blow a few or I break a glass and stuff like that. So I don't look at I don't look at the silver lining to everything. I just be in the moment and say, okay, well, this is part of this moment right now. I was supposed to break the glass. I was supposed to cut my finger. It must be something that I'm not paying attention to, which is basically I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> so I won't even I won't even analyze it to another realm and say, like, oh, I cut my finger. So this actually means this, and the blood that dropped down means this. Like I don't even go into that because it's like, why am I creating a narrative? Unless I'm making a story and I'm making a script, then I would. But otherwise, like I gotta keep it simple. The simpler you keep it, the easier it is when it comes to your life purpose, your intuition, your life, your soul your feelings the simpler it is the better it is um and you will feel that extra energy even right now I, I, there must be more questions but i'm just going to put this in really quickly the next few months you're going to feel so many so many new things that will erupt emotionally mentally and in that physical world too that will come to you in such a brilliantly brilliantly beautiful way that you're going to feel at awe and when that awe happens you're going to be like okay i knew what he was talking about all right any other questions yeah i have a question uh if that's okay yeah uh, so this is Mia. Yes, me sorry i can't i can't do my video because i'm outside but um i always thought that intuition was an internal function of your internal um and what you're suggesting with the numbers is that there might be some external stimulus as well and so my 100%. question yeah and so my question is um where do you see number one dreams which i think are internal and subconscious mm. in relation to intuition and then where do you see something very external which is tarot readings for example, which I take quite seriously. Um, so those are two kind of um, two extremes, right? One is internal, one is external. One is subconscious and one is man. This is what the external is telling you. How do you see those in relation to intuition? Yeah, so they're both the both 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 aspects are messages. Your dreams are usually a feeling that you get within the dream. The actual information that happens in the dream might not be relevant, but that actual feeling in the dream is what important when it comes to tarot you're picking up energy and the cards are sensing the energy that's around right now and they're giving you the spread or the deck and that gives you i don't think that i don't think the tarot card itself 
is from, it picks up energy. It could also pick up from your intuition. Also, if you're doing it for yourself, if you're doing tarot for yourself and your deck is specifically only for yourself, then yes, that will pick up from your intuition also certain messages that you're not getting. The problem is what happens with us is because we are human. We have many things that happen. We have a phone that's beeping. We have, uh, we have, you know, dinner we have to make. We have a whole bunch of things that are in us that keep on clogging up this intuitive side of us. That's why I said, if when you're still, you can get better messages. So now when the dreams happen, the dreams are messages that you get. They're not necessarily connected to your intuitive side, but that's called your dream life. And your dream life can also be your parallel life. If you believe in that, that that's another version of yourself that, you know, is playing out emotional attributes that you're dealing with right now too, be it good, happy, sad, whatever. And it shows up in your dreams. Some people get premonition or what they think is a dream is actually a premonition where they actually foresee something that's going to happen within their own life, which is could be um, a birthday, an accident, could be anything, but that's a premonition, which is very different from a dream. I think within dreams, it's more about your feelings and what you're feeling right now. Like I was having a dream about, I think the dream yesterday was about something about um, about cookies, was about cookies. And I was at a bakery and the cookie was getting made. And then I kind of went through the glass to grab the cookie. And then the person hit my hand. And when I looked up, it was my grandmother. And then I was like, oh, I didn't know you had a bakery. And then... <laughs> The person, the person's like, no, this is my bakery always. But I'm like, but it's me. And she's like, but who are you? You're, cl- you're a customer. You can't just pick up my bit. You can't pick up my, she didn't call them cookies. She called them biscuits. You can't pick up my biscuits whenever you want. And then I was like, okay, but what are, you know, what are these biscuits? So then again, it was more of an emotional thing for me because what happened prior to that day was I actually was trying to replicate one of my grandmother's recipes and I didn't know what it was. So when she came up in my dream and she said, that means basically I shouldn't be copying her recipe and make my own recipe. So, I mean, it was, it was, that was the interpretation of it. It was more of a feeling of it. But Mia, as, as your question that when it comes to dreams, I think your dreams are basically dictating what you're feeling at that moment. When you have a premonition that is connected to your intuition and it's the foresight of the future. And when you are doing your tarot for yourself with your cards for you, which is your deck, again, I'm going to emphasize that because I feel when people are doing tarot, they should have a separate one if they're doing it for others and for themselves, they should have their own deck. And it should be a different type of deck. So if you've got the rider deck, great. So maybe you can get another version of the rider deck or you can get the uh, tarot angel deck or whatever it is. But when you're doing it for yourself, yes, it's very much connected to your intuition and the energy that you're putting out there. The only thing is you really have to be also in a blank space because your logical mind and ego are quite powerful for most people. And sometimes we uh, project and we take out a card. So you have to be very careful about that. Does that make sense, Mia, or was it confusing? Well, this is the thing. How do you control the rational mind uh, so the, to the, the point the thing where it, you let the intuition come through? You know, that's what I'm silent, not si- silence, silence, Mia. You've got to come to a place of silence where your mind and your heart and your body is not going through anything and you're at a blank state. When you're at that blank state, it's the best time for you 
where you're not emotionally hurt, where you're not mentally stressed. What happens with a lot of people is when they're upset or they're mentally going through something, then they take out that deck and then they read it. No, come to a place where you are at stillness and you've done something, either you've done some breath work or some meditation, or you've done something to get yourself in your balance, then ask the question. Then when you ask the questions, it's going to be exactly what you wanted to hear. And it is going to be, when I say exactly what you wanted to hear, for what you need to get done and how you need to get done. Does that make more sense? Sort of. I mean, I, I don't do my own tarot. My daughter does it for me. And it's really interesting because she knows me so well. So sometimes I think that she's speaking to my life um, as she would, right? So I don't know how objective she is, but yeah. so, there's usually so most, a message most, there. Yeah, there is usually a message there. But what I will say again is there's a rule within tarot and within anything psychic that you never do it for your family member or anybody that you love. Because you, it's hard for you to take out the emotional aspect or any other preconceived notion out of you when it comes to a loved one. It's hard for you to be blank for that loved one because you have so many layers connected. So especially if you're saying it's your daughter, you've got your umbilical cord that's connected to her. There's a lot of light going back and forth. There's lots of things transitioning. So if you get that tarot from, and yes, a lot of the things she says does make practical sense and does work out. But ideally, what I would say for you, Mia, is actually get a deck for yourself. And I would tell you to do it the way I've just said that go through something meditative before you read it for yourself. And then when you ask your questions, see what you get. Um, what you could do also is while you're in this process, maybe you don't know how to read the cards is study the cards if you want, or you could just ask your daughter to look at the cards and tell you what the card means. Okay. That, right. Thank you. That, that was really does, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Because what happens when we do it for a loved one. So I've never have done a session for my family member and I broke my rule and I did it recently for my sister. And the reason why I did it for my sister was my sister went through three miscarriages back to back at her. She was at the most bottom of her barrel. And she's like, you do this for everybody else. Can you just do it for me? I need you. And I was like, okay, you know what? I have to put aside everything and go into this without looking at her as my sister and look at her as a stranger and not put up anything. And if I see anything which is off for me, I still tell her. I told her whatever I had to tell her. And I told her exactly. I did not censor. I spoke the truth and I said it the way it was. Um, as br brutally honest as it was for her to hear what I had to say. But um, what I know is that she had a whole sense of relief after I spoke to her. And um, I don't think I'm ever going to do it again for her. That was the one time she got one pass out of her life with me. And that's it. I'm giving her that one pass and that's it. Nobody else. No one else gets it. I also don't do it if I'm dating somebody. I will not do it for them. Also, it just it's part of my part of the rules. But I think everybody has their own rules and you've got to go from what you feel. But uh, again, Mia, uh, I would recommend that you get a deck that you really feel. Go to a place that has a whole bunch of decks and touch them. Feel which deck really works for you and take that. And anybody else out there, if you feel like you also want to get a little help from your intuition, cards always work. And your intuition will speak through the cards too if you go to that place of blank when you ask your questions. So you aren't emotionally, mentally, physically in any way, and you're just in stillness. And then when you ask the questions, you'll get the right answer for yourself. Try it. And then maybe we can uh, congregate again after a month and see 
uh, what's happened if anybody did get a deck and how did it go? And uh, Alex, do you have a deck for yourself? I do. I actually have quite a few decks um, in my house because um, my friend whose house I'm uh, subletting from is uh, who you know, actually, Dan, Jen, she makes one of her businesses is that she makes decks. And so there's like a whole bunch on the shelf. Um, but I have my my two personal favorites. I have a um, one was gifted to me by a coach. And then one was one that I bought. And uh, yeah. Okay, well, maybe you need to make a deck so everybody can get a deck from you. <sighs> it's a great idea. I think we've That's talked about idea. this before. We I have, have so many projects, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I hope I hope this was helpful for everybody today. And again, uh, it was great seeing you guys. And um, if there's any other questions, let me know. And if we if it comes in afterwards, DM message Alex, and uh, we'll get to it either on our Insta Live or on our next talk. Yeah. Perfect. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Dan. And thank you thank everyone you. for coming. All right. God bless you guys. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Thank Lots you of love. So much. Bye. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. 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 Have a great day. Bye. 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 Thank you. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Hi, friend. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sober Yoga Girl Podcast. This community wouldn't exist without you here. So thank you. It would be massively helpful if you could subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast so it can reach more people. If we haven't met yet in real life, please come get your one-week free trial of the Sober Girls Yoga membership and see what we're all about. Sending you love and light wherever you are in the world.